0: Welcome to Section Four Twenty, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, I figured doing a little quick insert here as the uh, American League Divisional Series about to get underway. Again, everyone kind of settled in, at least on the American League side. As I mentioned previously, the Cleveland Guardians will visit the New York Yankees, so that'll be the, that matchup there. And then the other, um, the other side of the American League, it will be the Seattle Mariners and uh, the Houston Astros. I kind of felt that Seattle, again, was going to get by Toronto, and they did, and kind of in thrilling fashion, had a big comeback in the second game there. Uh, so they'll now have a, some season games in Seattle for the first time since 2001. So it's uh, 21 years in the waiting for those fans. Nevertheless, back to the Yankees, a lot kind of going on. Uh, the Yankees finally announced the rotation. And as we kind of expected, uh, he went is he going to go with Cole in game one, um, Nesta Cortez in game two, and Luis Severino, which, you know, I have my – Mixed feelings on going for game three, but again, I'm okay with it, even though it's not, I'd rather, you know, possibly use him as an option in the bullpen, nevertheless. But the big, big, big news of the day is that Aralda Chapman uh, supposedly uh, did not show up to the uh, mandatory practice on Friday and was reprimanded by um, Brian Cashman, fined, and then told he will be left off the American League Divisional Series roster. So that's kind of the big drama at the moment there. So that's kind of what everyone's talking about. Get into that in one moment, but first, let's get back to the starters there. Um, again, with Cole, didn't have the greatest, you he know, didn't have a bad season, but it wasn't a, a typical Garrett Cole type of year. But um, I can understand him going for the first game. Again, his, his numbers this year against Cleveland uh, in two starts, very good 2 0. ERA under two, about like 1.42. And Nesta Cortez, again, I, I'm totally okay with that for the, taking the ball in the second game there. I like the idea of a hard thrown Cole. And then, the, you know, a couple games later. Uh, The batters have to face the kind of funky, side-winding Nesta Cortez there. So definitely a different look. So I like that. And then in Game 3, you go back to a hard-throwing right-hander in Luis Severino. So, um, you know, I kind of like the dimension there that's kind of throw off the Cleveland hitters. So, you know, good idea. Again, good call there by Boone and Cashman. I'm sure the two of them butted their heads on that one. And Cole, again, he's still the team's ace. He's your leader, Um, you know. Again, they're not having the greatest season, but I'm okay. You know, maybe a lot of people feel that Nestor should get the ball in the first game, but I'm okay. Cole getting it again; he wasn't terrible this season. He just had a lot of games where he just, just gave up like a lot of home runs, and just kind of a, just a kind of odd year for Cole. But I think he does earn the game one start. I'm okay with him starting there. But getting back to Chapman for a moment, kind of hard to see what really uh, what was going on. I think personally, just you know, reading the situation, he probably got wind or got you uh, um, had the notion that he was not going to be on the American League divisional uh, roster anyway. So he probably figured whether it was just out of frustration or just know oh, what, I, I just don't have to show up if, you know, if I'm not going to be part, if I'm not going to be part of the, the squad and he probably knows he's out the door anyway. Of course, you know, he's out, you know, he's a free agent after this season. There's no way the Yankees are going to, you know, think of bringing him back. Even if he, I think even if he, um, opts to pitch for free, I don't even think they want him back again. Not, not having a good season, Didn't have a good season. Uh, had the highest ERA of his career at 4.46, uh, in 43 games. Uh, lost the close role and just you know had some time with the, uh, down with the injury. Then of course lost some time with the you know getting the bacterial infection, or whatever. with getting a tattoo on your leg in the middle of the season again—you're a pitcher. You have to you know drive the ball. You, know, you have to your legs are one of the most vital things other than your arm, just to you know drive where you generate your power from. And you're getting a tattoo with a couple of months left in the season. I mean, you can just get it get it done end of October, November. I mean you can hold that off a little bit. So. Just like stupidity from Chapman. And, you know, we saw this before, you know, with, with Girardi, had problems with him. You know, remember the big blow up in Washington? I believe he didn't back up the catcher there for a play at the home plate. And Girardi came out and basically brought the translator out there and chewed him out on the field there. And then that's kind of the reason why they felt like, you know, Girardi was just too tough on the players there. And the reason why he was kind of showing the door after the 2017 season and then when it seemed like you know someone co- commented on social media that uh, the Yankees should fire Girardi. Chapman actually liked the comment, so that kind of got some headlines there. So that, that wasn't really a good move there. But you know, in the long run, the Yankees decided to double down and bring back Chapman, and Girardi was showing the door. So you know, now now a situation. Yeah, we never seen really Boone and Chapman have anything, any sort of confrontation. But you get to see the organization, and Chapman is kind of probably had enough of each other. So yeah, even though he's going to be off this. American League div- divisional um, round roster. Let's say the Yankees do move, move on to bigger and better things. I think he's just totally being done for the rest of the season because at this point, I mean, when's the last time he's pitched? Okay, it was, you know, it was a couple of innings during the, the four game series down in Texas. So let's say he, you know, he, he's been you know pretty much on the shelf for a week. He's let's just say he sits down this entire uh, divisional series. That's like another week you're down. So that now it's almost like two and a half, three weeks since he's thrown a pitch. I mean, do you want that guy? you know, pitching a postseason game I and mean, then guy's been gone for like, you know, two and a half weeks. So I think they are going to reach a point where going to say, you know what, just stay home for the rest of the way. Fine. Just collect your remaining paychecks in October and we're done with you. So I could be wrong here, but I just think it's completely adios for all this Chapman. Um, and again, why would you want him on the postseason roster? He's not going to be in there in a tight spot. You're not going to, so he's not going to be in there in a safe situation. I don't even think they trust him in a high leverage situation. So, only reason you're bringing him in there is maybe to face like a specialist is to face one tough lefty at bat to get that person out. And that's it. Cause he just knows his problem with the walks. He's completely unreliable. Um, so I don't know why, what's the point of even having them. Uh, so you would trust um, Lucas lucky way more than him at this point, even though Chapman has you know the better resume and, you know, let's we'll see, we'll see what the Yankees do. Um, you know, the rest of the way there. But again, I, I just don't think, I don't think we ever see Chapman in uniform anymore as, as New York Yankees. And it's probably going to stay down in Miami the rest of the rest of the week there. So that's a bit of that drama. So, but some good news from the practice though, uh, supposedly with Matt Carpenter, um, you know, I mentioned previously that he's going to be on the divisional series roster, which, okay, that's great. But, and they said supposedly he's looking, he's looking good as uh, you know, crank some home runs uh, during the workout. And I guess the, you know, the hairline fraction of the foot there is not bothering him. So, Looks like he's going there. Now, Boone hasn't committed to put him in the lineup. If all things being considered, you know, if on a perfect world, I think the Yankees would love to have Harrison Bader in center field, have call Stanton play left field, and then have um, Carpenter, um, le- that lefty bat, uh, in the lineup as a DH. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Stanton hasn't been in the outfield pretty much the entire second half of the season, dealing with the Achilles injury. I don't think out of nowhere now this guy, you're just going to put him there cold out in left field. So, that would be nice, ideally, so, but I just don't think that's just going to happen. would be interesting. if you. I mean, I think offensively, that would be the Yankees' best option. I just don't think you're going to see it just because Stanton has been out there in months, and you know, are they going to put him out there in a big playoff game? I mean, it's not that easy. So I think Yankees still probably start with Oswaldo Cabrera in left field, Bader in center, and Stanton will be the – DH, again, unless they look at the numbers, unless you know Carpenter has great numbers against whoever's the game one or two starter uh, or game three or whatever, but still I think you can still see Stanton as the DH, and maybe Carpenter just comes off the bench uh, and late in the games for a, in a pinch-hitting situation, so uh, that's that. But that's it with the Carpenter there, and again, no shot, obviously seeing Ben Attendee, doesn't seem like he's even close, So which means I don't even think he'll be close for the championship series as well. So good to see Carpenter, but um, I don't think he's going to get much playing time. And for the Yankees, um, they're all set. So they released a date. So it starts Tuesday, the 11th. So that'll be game one. It'll be at Yankee Stadium. Now, people have mixed feelings about this, but of course, you know what baseball is doing. They want to stretch this out as long as possible um, just to get, you know, for the TV, keep 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 you know keep the, the cash cow going. So Wednesday, they'll be off. Then it's game two, Thursday night at the stadium, no game Friday. And then there'll be a, a weekend series. It'll be uh, Saturday and Sunday at Cleveland if necessary if both of them are necessary hopefully not hopefully Yankees could take care of business in three games but we'll see what happens and then if necessary Monday uh, back at Yankee Stadium would be game five so you're looking at the 11th the 13th 15 16 17 so the last three games are consecutive if, if needed um, but again no, we'll see you know hopefully Yankees good don't you know let it get to that to that point so everything's all set um Yankees got the starters in there uh Yankees got Carpenter in there and of course no role to Chapman and I think he's pretty much done for the rest of the season so good riddance on him uh, you look back because he you know he was here for about six years um you know he was good in 2016 and you know he didn't want to leave but the Yankees obviously were in the kind of rebuilding mode so they trade him to the Cubs which ended up getting Glaybar Torres at the time I thought the Yankees should have gotten better because Glaybar at that time was just a prospect now yes he was the top prospect in the Cubs system uh, but nevertheless, I was like, hey, you know, if we can trade one of the best clothes in the base in baseball to the Cubs, you know, pretty much almost ensuring they're going to get a shot at the World Series. We should get a little bit more than that. But, you know, Glaber turned out all right in the first few years. And I know he's been in the middle there, a little stuttering, but, you know, good bounce back here this year. So overall, good move for the Yankees. And Then after that, the Yankees decided to bring Chapman back um, on a a, a five year deal uh Chapman again in the you know that 2014 run the Yankees had where they you know took Houston uh to seven games there Chapman was decent I mean at that you know still decent and was able to close out um the Indians in game five of the divisional series on the road there kind of upset the Cleveland Indians that's when the Yankees were down two nothing they came back to win the next three and Chapman was on the mound to close that out so you have to give some kudos to Chapman there and then from after that obviously 2018 really nothing had to do with Chapman on that one of course 2019 everyone looks to Altuve in the buzzer game but I don't really blame Chapman too much on that one at that point. The, um, the Yankees uh, were pretty much dead in the water. You know, they're losing 2 If you Remember, DJ LeMayo hits the game-tying uh, two-run home run, and the Yankees are pretty much uh, working in extra innings there. And it's just the Yankees needed to take the lead after that LeMayo home run, and they didn't. And once that was going extra innings in Houston, the Yankees really had no shot. And, yeah, eventually Chapman gave up the home run to Altuve. But I don't really blame that on Chapman, There's, especially it turns out they might have been, you know, obviously with all the – the buzzes on the chest and, you know, baby, uh, stealing signs from the catch like that. So I don't blame that Chapman. now Chapman in 2020 wasn't great. Now Tampa got to him and eventually, uh, you know, and that's part of the reason the Yankees ended up losing, um, that series. Uh, yeah, he wasn't that sharp. It wasn't great. It wasn't like he totally melted on the mound there, but he did give up a, I mean, a big home run. I just can't camera the play off the top of my head right now, uh, in a huge spot there. Uh, but overall for the Yankees in the postseason. uh, He was okay for the most part, but again, it was just a bad ending. Uh, The the last two regular seasons, you know, uh, 2021 and 2022, this season, just, you know, basically mechanics were all out of whack, had no confidence in his fastball. You know, he used to throw 105, 104, 103. that's okay. Even if you're throwing like, you know, 99, that's still good enough to get players out. So it just seems like him losing a tick or two off the fastball just completely threw everything out of whack for him. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, he still should be able to get outs, but you know, you're seeing some things that some scouts have think he's totally done. And then he met- mentioned a, uh, you know, a uh, cone on one of the Yankee recent broadcasts. You know, I think it was down in Texas. They're saying how he really can't get swing and miss stuff anymore on batters, which is crazy because he still throws like 99, 100. You know, you can dial it up a couple times if he really wants to. So, you know, he'll probably find somewhere else to land somewhere else he's probably got to reinvent himself a little bit i know he tried with the yankees to be more of a try that splitter a lot and tried the sliders a little bit more but that didn't work over it's just he, he basically can't aim the fastball and he has no confidence in it so he's just gonna have to kind of figure that out but it's gonna be with another team because again i think he's done with the yankees <laughs>